0: Welcome, Anime Loungers, to another episode of the Anime Lounge Podcast. I'm your host, Lance, and I'm here with my other host... Today we will be talking about Jobless Reincarnation, Part 2 of Season 1. Depending on which platform you watch it on, it could be considered Season 2, could be considered Season 1, but we will be covering Episodes 13 through 23 plus the OVA. And before we get started, we like to introduce our adult beverages of choice. Today I will be drinking some Sake, some Taiku original brand, and I'll be chasing that down with some Wisconsin's Lion Kugel Summer Shandy. What about you, Matt?
1: I will also be having some Taiku Sake and some Summer Shandy. I am so glad I went to Costco today and picked this up. I've been looking for it, longing for it. It's just that nice, refreshing
0: summer beer. I am 100% on board with that. This, as far as Lion Kugels goes, this is my number one favorite beer out there. Just to throw it out there, like today is April 9th. We're not at that summer date yet, but like it's just. Around the corner, and I am so happy it's here because I drink this shit all summer long. Oh, yeah,
1: it's gonna be stocked up in the fridge for a while.
0: Oh, yeah, so good.
1: So, Lance, can you give us our Lance's lessons for this episode?
0: Today's Lance's lesson is gonna be the Japanese word for water. It is Mizu. M-I-Z-U. And that is quite fitting for today because we know that Rudy and Roxy both capitalize in the magic of water magic. So Mizu is a very common word and it can be used every day.
1: Yeah, definitely. That's coming along with our theme of just trying to pick things that you can constantly use. This will definitely be something that you're gonna be able to use daily if If you really wanted to.
0: Right. So make sure you get your several glasses of Mizu in (laughs) every single day. All right. So we typically start our conversations with some character talk. Matt, did we change who we might have thought is our favorite character by chance.
1: Oh man. Rougeard is up there, but I think I'm going to have to go with team Eris, and for part two of.
0: Yeah. Jumping yes. on the Aris train where I know I chose Eris last uh, episode.
1: Yes. She had the most character development when it came to part two. Oh, by far. She
0: is just exploded with experience. Yes. In, in the very least. One of my favorite parts about Eris uh, growing is when Rougeard told her that she is now considered a warrior. Yep. And then she started getting all emotional about that. <laughs> I thought that was. I, w- I was feeling that for her.
1: Mm-hmm. And you could see the development that she had when in the Beast Village in mm-hmm. Galeen's hometown, which is something I do want to talk about, just that stuff. But to go back to this part is when she's. Speaking with those two beast girls, mm, yep. And you just see the the development that she had from being basically this giant spoiled brat to having these kids basically kind of talk down to her, and she didn't blow up on them.
0: Oh yeah, like she kept her cool. Like mm. she could have beat the shit out of these two little kids. Yep. But instead, she held her ground, took the beating that you know was nothing to her. But at the same time, like it was all a learning lesson.
1: Yeah, it was. It was awesome to start seeing that character development that she had and then pushing oh man I'm drawing a blank on it, the one beast girl to train uh Minitana
0: Minitanya yeah yeah Tanya was the one I wanted to fight there was that other uh her beast child that wanted to do her own thing but Ranya, or R- maybe I didn't take any notes on her she unfortunately she was
1: really not really anybody to take notes on
0: no but no I, I totally 100% appreciated everything that Eris did in this entire second half of this series uh season and 100% agree and like what I said in our last episode, I'm still gonna continue with Eris being my favorite character of this entire series. But uh, throw out another name, maybe give, uh, Ru- you know what? I want to say Rougeard, but maybe let's let's wind it up a little bit. Like Rudy. Yeah. R- Rudy is like I know he's the main character and he's supposed to be everyone's favorite typically. But at the same time, he has gone through some insane and dramatic uh, upbringing. Not upbringing. We
1: could just say character development on him too.
0: Yeah. He's he's just. He's He's grown so much like not just as himself but like even you know as his like 40 plus year old inner mind like he's also learning at the same time but like rudy as a character himself just growing insanely and two points that i can say on rudy is one we're you know kind of jumping a little bit to the end where he meets up with the dragon god orsted yep and he kind of pulls out that like super colorful fireball blast
1: Yeah, the super super flame attack
0: yeah i mean I I don't know if that was given like a name or anything but that was pretty fucking awesome Mm -hmm. so mad props to that and at the same time I guess I can't give him too much credit at this but like you know when he finally laid uh
1: oh him and him and Eris finally laid having sex
0: yeah finally laid her down to bed but like he was totally on board with waiting until his promised date and then he eventually gave in because he was essentially you know too horny at that time period but yeah I mean he was 14 he he was 14 hormones were there and
1: she initially it so it's all oh, hardcore basically to get their agreement you could call out of the way mm-hmm. and what she really you could tell that she loved rudy yep and i would believe that he actually loves her back i, well, I feel like if definitely. he if he had to pick it would be hard but i feel like he would pick eris
0: okay let's let's just throw all three of them into the mix yep we got eris we got sylphie and we got roxy yep um Sylphie's kind of been buried on below at as far as uh this entire we'll just say the Collective Season 1 has gone because yep. Roxy's come up here and there and he still gets flustered over her. Yep. You know, he's made that that funny figure. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that was a pretty clever figure, by the way. I, I totally give props to the creator of the show who turned one figure into two figures just on a a, uh... a clothing
1: removal. Yeah. Yeah. Was... yeah, that was clever. Like, when he started describing that, I'm like, what a great idea. Damn, I wouldn't have thought of that.
0: Yeah, because you think you'd just throw a layer of clothing over that. That I was mildly entertained. No, I was entertained by that. Was a, that was just a good idea for all those people who are interested in that. I'm pretty sure they all got a kick out of that. Yes. Especially for what's that kid's brother's name? Oh uh, it's Pat's brother. Pat's brother. There it is. Ooh, oh, speaking of Pat, was considered a cursed child, was he not? Or was his brother the one that was cursed, cursed child? <sighs> It was a little. Confusing. His brother was
1: his brother was considered the cursed child. Pat was just a noble that or Pax. Excuse me, Pax. Pax. Yep. Yeah, he was just the noble slash king of the land. No, nothing, nothing wrong with him or anything. Okay. And Pax's brother, who would never actually get a name of, was the cursed individual. I will say in the manga, he's not cursed. They they never bring up that
0: nothing about a curse.
1: No. Which we can. I'll go. I can go into a little bit more in depth later. But yeah, he's not.
0: Yeah, look at my notes. I don't think I. I didn't even write down a name for Pax's brother. The one who was obsessed with the the figure.
1: The Roxy figure slash Rudy. Yes. Interesting.
0: I'm sure maybe we can do like a Google dive into it, but it's not worth it. (sighs)
1: Unless he gets brought up later in the series, he's Mm -hmm. not, his name isn't mentioned. Like, because for everybody listening, in case they don't remember, is I watch the anime and then I read the mangas. Mm -hmm. So that was something I'm like, did I miss his name? So when I was reading through the manga, I was paying attention to see if they brought up his name. I'm like, wait. They yeah, never, never not, say his name.
0: You're not going to be sidetracked while you're reading. It's a lot different. Like, I, I know there's been plenty of times where I was multitasking, but I was still paying attention enough. But like, yeah, I didn't. Even, I I try hard to make sure I write down everybody's names. Yep. Like, even that side character Geese, I made sure I write down, wrote down his name.
1: Yeah, because in part one, he, he was nobody. At that moment in time, he was nobody. He was Geese just, was in part one? Geese was at the very end of part one. He was at the end of part one.
0: Oh, wow. Didn't even notice that. Yeah. As, I mean, as far as his, like, True form came out is when he got thrown into that dungeon with Rudy for cheating at what gambling or something like dice. Oh, that's not. Uh, excuse
1: me I'm thinking of Gallus Geese is yeah okay Geese is not in part one
0: okay alright so who exactly is Gallus
1: Gallus is the I think I wrote that down
0: somewhere but continue smuggler
1: he is the smuggler
0: oh that piece of shit guy yes yeah the one who was who promised to give uh, team dead end a boat ride to wherever they were headed yep in exchange that they helped with like smuggling kids and Uh, beast beast children more specifically right
1: so technically what he wanted was to free the kids because they got kidnapped by different smugglers. Yeah. So he wanted to take out his competition, and to do that, he was using Dead End. Okay, that's to right. Take y- out the competition. Yeah, Dead End
0: was going to destroy the competition so that he can overtake it. Okay, that, that sounds more familiar. Yeah. Yep. yep. yep.
1: But to kind of go back with just our, our conversation with Rudy, he's he has changed so much. And then I liked at the very end, they show just his, he's no longer that individual that he reincarnated from.
0: Oh, not a not a chance, is he? Yeah, he wanted to super hardcore make sure that he wasn't going to make the same mistakes that he did yep. back in his old life. Yep. And we saw that through him and Paul reuniting.
1: Yes. Yep. And I don't know if you took it this way, but how I took it is when he woke back up from his, when he broke out of his depression, I took that as him no longer being that person that he was. Like so. back in the first half? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think what's going to happen from now on is any time that he speaks with that god, uh Hitagami.
0: Man god, Hitagami, yep. He
1: is going to see himself as his 14-plus-year-old self. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to see himself as his previous life.
0: Right? Because he's overcome all of his fears and all of his anxieties that he used to have. Yep. He sees his flaws from who he used to be, compares them to, you know, how how he can potentially put his past life on other people. Yep. Like like I was saying with Paul, like he saw that Paul messed up and Paul was strong enough to take control of where he messed up and continued to push forward where Rudy's, I don't know, his original self because we never get a name on his original self, do we? No. No. So his original self would have just given up and sat there and just jerked off to internet porn and play video games
1: and never took that initiation to speak to those people that were trying to help granted paul did have somebody that was like hey man go go be here go do this but even still rudy's previous life he wouldn't have done that even if somebody told him to no chance he's too ashamed of his bullying self yeah and understandably like what he went through is super traumatic and it'd be insanely hard to push through it, but you can't just be a shut-in for the rest of your life because of it either. Right. So
0: it's, you have to grow. You have to push beyond it, learn from what makes you hurt and just push what makes you strong.
1: Yep. And then yeah. I liked how they brought up the fact that after Rudy looked into Paul's face, he's like, I've seen that face. That was my face in his previous life.
0: After essentially beat up his only it's- friend that gave him a chance. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. That's, I want to kind of talk about that scene in itself. Um, as, far as one of my favorite scenes goes that was kind of like that whole reuniting with uh paul again where all the emotions came true and paul was sitting there trying to be like a stubborn strong man but like you can see he was hurting inside and then as soon as rudy figured that, like no we need to hit the reset button we're stronger than this we need to hit reality and he told him to get down on his knees open up his arms and then rudy jump into his arms i'm like fuck I almost choked up right there. That was a to me that was a strong moment. That meant it meant a lot to the emotional side of this anime. Yeah, they personally
1: they like to play on your heartstrings.
0: Yeah, I mean, even though this is like a super cringy, perverted show at at times. Yep. Like there's so many different angles that this just stabs at. And it, but yeah, like I said, that was one of my favorite scenes. Just that one in itself.
1: Okay. Yeah, I definitely have to agree. Did you have any other favorite scenes? Anything else that stood out the most to you?
0: Well, the next one that comes to my mind was when we met Orsted, the dragon god. Okay. Not only was that just a cool fight scene altogether, but just the fact that so much information got dropped like in an instant that you didn't necessarily have to be like mansplained to. Yep. But like you you, you just instantly put two and two together and then this, this dude just literated all of Team Dead End and then there was enough mercy to like revive them through that other chick. Uh, Shizuka. That's her name. No, no, no. Oh, maybe. I, I wrote down Nana, Nana Hoshi. Nana Hoshi. Okay, yeah. Yep. But yeah, that's probably her full name. <laughs> but uh, that's if, if I were just to just name that off the top of my list, where I would put another awesome scene. Do you have a scene in your mind?
1: Um, I would say one of my favorite ones is the part where Eris kind of backtalks to Ge- uh, Geis.
0: Yep. The, he's the leader of the Beast Clan that yep. they're a part of. Yep.
1: And just the... Um, emotion and you can almost tell the regret that he had that he didn't know his sister anymore
0: Ghislaine yeah Mm -hmm. yeah that was a very super interesting scene like you just see that like he has this like instant regret like he thought she was a piece of shit and then she's surpassed him in so many ways and she's overcome all of his expectations that was a very yeah I agree that was a very powerful realization for him
1: yep and knowing that it's like hey my sister became something and unfortunately my kids are probably never gonna see her
0: yeah right yeah especially since uh the two little sisters like dad told us never to be like her aunt Elaine. yep and then to find out that she's just someone to actually look up to Mm -hmm. and in fact they're training under someone who was trained under her which is pretty powerful in itself um real real, before we lose sight of uh guys uh again he's the the father the leader of this beast clan i don't know if you've noticed but guys is the same exact english voice actor as benny maru from fire force
1: oh yep now that now that you say i'm
0: like wait that is true yes and i did look it up and i did <laughs> make sure it was true and yeah that was fun i was like it's another one of those connections i mean there was a couple of them that i caught on to but this is the one i wanted to talk about specifically so i like his voice it's a fun fun connection right there
1: it's a unique voice it's definitely a good uh good powerful voice
0: yeah guys is pretty cool i wouldn't expect to see him any further in the series
1: no probably not unless there's a reunite unless yeah. him and glane, glane reunite go back which could happen because Eris and Galen are moving forward. Granted, that I mean, that's something we could talk about too is what do you expect for season three? Oh my God. Well, there technically is... season two, but yeah.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I mean, what we can expect next is so crazy because all three people of our party have split waves and I have it's, I have no idea. Dude, it's so crazy. I don't even know. We have Rudy in search for his mom, yep. Zenith. And then we have Ruzard doing his own thing, trying to continue to clear his name. Yep. And then we have Eris traveling with Galen. I don't even know what their purpose is. She just wants to find her own way.
1: She from what I took out of it is she wants to make herself worthy of standing next to Rudy because she does not feel that she is worthy of actually calling basically calling herself his.
0: Right. I mean, she made mention that like she's older than Rudy and yet she's like beneath him. Yes. Because, okay. The, okay, well, now that you're saying this, the first thing coming to my mind is something to give her a power boost. Do you think she's going to get, like, one of the eyes from Kishirika? Kishirika? That crazy-ass chick. Kishiriku. She had that scene with, <laughs> Kishiriku, sorry. Uh, she, she had that fucking scene where she was <laughs> slamming beers, and she had that giant-ass beer gut. That was super funny. I, I appreciate that. Yes. I like, I don't care for how she's presented, but I guess at the same time, I totally appreciate how crazy she is, and she's just doing whatever. And then she had that little drink-off party <laughs> when she met Rock. Yeah, so that was pretty funny. But yeah, I, I would uh, like to see that Eris would come in contact with her because she wanted to when Rudy got that eye. Like, she wanted to go hunt her down and get an eye for herself anyway. So I can, I can see Eris that, getting an eye herself. That would be... Just to a different degree, like a whole different power.
1: Well, that, I so I kind of thought when Roxy helped her out, it was like, oh, okay, so we're going to get all of our characters getting these eyes because one thing that they talk about in the manga, is that they can basically communicate Kishirika, Kishiriku, and Rudy can communicate with each other because of that eye. So they are linked. Really? Yep. So Rudy knows where his mother is because of her. So
0: Shit, we don't know anything of, we don't know any of that knowledge as far as the anime is concerned right now. Yep. Maybe that's gonna be what they'll figure out. Like, he'll just wake up in his adventures and he'll have like a a dream where he sees his mom and then he knows exactly where to go.
1: And that could be something they do, but that's how he knows where to go go in the end of season season one is because when Roxy asks to find where his family is Mm -hmm. he knows. At that point is when he knows because Rudy knows Rudy knows because Kisharika basically states hey Paul, uh, Lila, Lilia, Norn, Norn, and uh, Aisha. Aisha are all together and then Zenith is in this labyrinth and she also asks where Rudy is and tells Roxy See where Rudy is. Right. So that happens, and then there's a moment where Rudy's like, oh, okay, well now I know where Zenith is. And
0: there wasn't an exact location though, right? Like as far was, as the anime was concerned, I don't think there was an exact location. She was in a
1: labyrinth in this area, is yeah. what they say. Okay. So yeah, it was
0: very broad. Which from what I remember.
1: I'm gonna take it kind of like the only other labyrinth anime that I've watched, which is offeretta Uh-huh. And well,
0: we covered that, but
1: yep. Yeah, well, they know where the they know where the labyrinths are. In the region because, well, the region only has one labyrinth kind of thing. Yeah. So it's gonna be like, oh, okay, well, this region only has that labyrinth, so I know where it is, kind of thing.
0: All right, so it'll probably be like an obvious point, yep. but no one dares to enter because it's difficult to some degree.
1: Well, I mean it you can tell that it's gonna be super difficult and powerful because she, Kisharika, can't see where Zenith is within the labyrinth. Right. But to kind of go back to my original point is I thought all of the basically characters in the party we're going to get this we're going to get an eye because I think they she talks about having 12 eyes or six something, eyes
0: something like I think it was over 10 that sounds familiar like 12 sounds familiar um but, real quick before you get too much further um I just had another idea come to my mind like we we were told that uh the man god couldn't see any of orsted's uh locations or what he was doing or his future or anything along those lines Yep. because he was a he was a curse himself he yep. had what 400 300 curses or he had an insane amount of curses. Yeah, it was a bunch. Um, what if Zenith is kind of under the same boat? Like, what if uh, Kisharika can't see Zenith because she's cursed to some degree? Like, it might be a little bit of a stretch, but, like, at the same time, if, if, if nothing could be truly seen, I wouldn't...
1: That would be... I could only sort of kind of see that being a thing, but I don't really think it is, only because you have to get something in order to transfer a curse. So the superbs got the spears and so that curse from laplace was transferred to the superbs right so i don't i don't know where zenith would have gotten what zenith would have received in order to be able to receive the curse away from somebody else
0: that's a fair point at this moment i mean it could always be explained yeah in the next season because we have literally nothing to go on at this point
1: yep exactly and it'd be interesting to see what happens uh-huh. or it could just be she's in some hellhole of a Labyrinth, right? She could just be
0: down under. No one knows any better. It
1: might be she might be within some sort of barrier technique type stuff where she can't get out. She nobody can go in. Stuff like that, maybe it, it'll I mean, be yeah, interesting. We've, we've
0: seen plenty of barriers. A barrier that uh, Rudy couldn't even break out of. Yep, yeah. which is kind of crazy enough because you know we saw him in that Beast Village and he could have easily just exploded everything and just ran. But then for whatever reason he just said, "Oh, speaking of being a prisoner, I I appreciated his little monster about how I was like, oh, this is a single room, <laughs> rent-free, uh, no money necessary kind of deal. Like, food's given to you, and you get a free bath, and... <laughs> He did that twice in the second half, and it, the first time was definitely way funnier than the second time. But it was yes. it was definitely funny,
1: and I also found it hilarious where he was he told Geese that it's like I've been in this prison longer than you. I'm your elder.
0: I mean, <laughs> and then he and then Geese instantly calls him like master. Yep, which was yeah, that was totally great. And then like I mean, I guess that was kind of cool to see uh, Geese like pretty much talk down to Paul. Like yeah, dude, I, I've seen him on my own. He can handle himself, and you gotta appreciate that this little child held his own in the demon was it the demon yeah it was a demon continent yeah the demon continent which is way harsher than you can even imagine and then he survived and he made it here yeah
1: so in the manga because this wasn't something i was initially going to go over when geese and paul are talking they're actually they did a they're doing a quest together where they're going to kill some sewer monsters
0: okay so they did have a prior like engagement they weren't just like bar buddies
1: no they were actually in the black fang group together
0: oh so he's an old member Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, I guess I didn't. I mean, that could have been an assumption, but like, I didn't want to actually assume that.
1: I don't remember them talking specific. I think they just call them old pals or something like that.
0: Yeah. But yeah, they
1: were they were in the Black Fang group together. But they're doing a quest and they're killing some uh, sewer monsters. And one's like a B class. And basically, he says that that monster that we just killed is a weak monster compared to everything that's in the Demon Continent. And you should be thankful that your son's still alive that he can make it through all this instead of just being like well your son could have just lost his legs or something like oh yeah he, and
0: then paul started having all these yeah. images of like his son like begging for not essentially begging for his life but like pleading yeah yeah i thought that was pretty powerful enough i i like like i was saying earlier that was one of my favorite scenes is when shit got real between paul and rudy realizing how much they needed to like just get grips on each other like how much they actually missed and loved each other
1: yeah and that they need to quit basically being stubborn jackasses and just be happy that they're together
0: yeah and it, it took to paul Paul's eyes, a 14-year-old, to break the ice.
1: Depression can do crazy things to you, though, because... Oh, yeah. I mean, he wanted to... He, you could tell that he wanted to say something, and he just he he just couldn't bring himself into essentially apologizing to Rudy.
0: Right. Um. Sticking on that uh area of the episodes, I was totally expecting Paul to join Rudy and just, you know, expanding his little party and traveling together. Yeah, I could see that. Was that what you expected? Were you shocked <sighs> when they split paths and took their own... Different different routes. I, I know I was.
1: I was not only because Paul mentions that he's essentially the leader of the group that's getting all of the stranded individuals back. Right. So I was like, uh, ah, Paul can't. It didn't surprise me when Paul didn't leave with him because of Paul's other engagements that he had.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's got his own mission. I yep. mean, it's a, it's a noble mission, saving. When it was first introduced, we thought it was like child smuggling, but we found that it was child rescuing. Yep. Which is kind of a fun little turn of events.
1: Child rescuing and I mean you see uh, Lilia getting rescued as well. So it's children and adults that are getting saved by these this group of people. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because uh the, the mana disaster, is that what it was called? The
1: uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: that mana disaster was the crazy event that tore apart all of the mainland and sent everybody in any direction, whether it was dry land or in the middle of pond of water, which is crazy enough. Like, yeah, we, we saw that little and her daughter were just at the bottom of a pond or something. That was crazy. um But we can see that child trafficking could easily be taking place at that point because to those scumbags that was just easy money and whatnot. So he at least has a noble mission to rescue people. And yeah, exactly. He, at the same time, he's working at trying to find where his wife is. Yeah, he's,
1: he's to say she's on the back burner sounds bad, but unfortunately, right? That's kind of what it
0: is because he doesn't. He doesn't know. He doesn't have a lead. Yep. And ideally, I don't know what he. You gonna do yeah you can yeah wait and see until you find something to go off of She so can't necessarily blame him no matter how much of a piece of shit you might think he is even if he is potentially banging those other chicks on the side which well, is the one just... <laughs> maybe just that one.
1: Oh, that's is funny so i was watching the episode where rudy first uh, meets up with paul and his new group uh-huh. and the the chick shows up and of course that's when my wife gets home and she's like what the
0: fuck uh, yeah Yes, everybody <laughs> walks in. on you watching anime when the boobies are slopping around everywhere?
1: She's like, God damn, does she have so much bi- side boob? That's insane. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's good old RPG style armor right there. Just yeah. barely cover the boobs and call it a day. And then you got the guy with like full night armor going on.
0: Yeah, but as this, it has the same plus armor <laughs> as the one who's wearing half a
1: bikini. Yeah, I gotta love that uh, anime timing and it's anime logic. <laughs> So it's, it's really good. As far as season two is concerned just to kind of go back to that conversation mm-hmm. so we know we we'll, we can assume season two is going to have Rudy finding or at least attempting to find his mom. We also have that little snippet at the end of that last episode where we see the elf-eared person and then we know Eris and um, Galen are traveling. I'm going to assume you're not going to see Ruzard in season two you
0: you mean not much i can't expect much at this point at least not in the first half
1: yeah i think you're gonna get a lot of you you may or may not get snippet stuff kind of like what we saw at the end of season one right but other than that i can't at least as far as plot building i can't see him being super important to the season
0: no and just to rewind you a little bit going back to the elf at the end of episode 23 who we can assume is sylvie because everything revolves around her i don't know about you but, you know, I watched my English dub with English sub and they referred to her as Fitz. Yes. And Fitz isn't Sylvie. So I'm wondering what's going on there because they give the assumption that this is obviously Sylvie. Yep. Uh, what? Five years in the future since we last saw her? Because when, Yep. Know, well, maybe, maybe four years to be more specific because... or take. He wasn't, uh, this wasn't exactly a full five-year deal. But yeah, we're getting pretty close to there. And I want to see how much she's grown because that's a cliffhanger in itself and I'm I'm glad they showed her at the end because like we said at the end of the, our, our last episode like the whole reason for Rudy going to the Richie Rich place was to earn money to put him and Sylvie through magic school and we haven't seen shit about Sylvie since then except yeah. that she's not dead that's all we know I mean until we got to the end of episode 23 so I'm super excited to see what's going on with Sylvie it's more especially because she had that little moment of like voiceless incantation or whatever. So yep. she, she's going to be powerful as hell. Yep. And I, I cannot wait to see what happens. And I want to know if she has a lot of anger built up for whatever reason and she's just going to be this petty, like I'm going to just screw over everybody or if she's just going to be someone else entirely. I'm going to kind of, I don't know why I want to. I just feel like that's the way some things Um, But she's going to have some form of anger.
1: Okay. All I'll say, is the manga may or may not spoil it? Oh, no. But we'll save that for later.
0: Okay. <laughs> now I'm interested. I want to. Okay, okay, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll wait.
1: I will say right now, I'm not going to talk too much about it because I don't want to bring any spoilers for what season two will be
0: okay yeah i mean yeah, as far as the manga goes go up until what we know as far as the anime goes so yes which the fair point because we know obviously more there is so many cliffhangers there's definitely more to come
1: and that's all i'll say about that well we can talk talk about it just a little bit later when we have the manga mentions mm-hmm. so fortunately i can't talk about what i want to see from sylphie or um fet as we've Seen her at the end of season one. You say Fett? Was it Fett? Not Fett. It was I wrote down fits. F-I- fits. That's Fitz. F-I-S-F-I-T-Z. Yeah, Fitz. Okay. Excuse me.
0: Yeah, you're right. Okay. That's just what the, yep. the subtitles said. Yeah, it's
1: it's Fitz. I'm interested to see what happens to Rudy. I'm wondering because Rudy and Roxy are now going to the same place. At yeah, the same so time. they're
0: so now we can expect them to meet up Yep. finally. Maybe.
1: That would be interesting oh, to see if okay. they
0: maybe they'll cross, they'll accidentally miss paths again
1: yeah rudy might get there early and then you know save his mother and then as like they just kind of miss each other right could could be that it'll be interesting to see what happens i mean Rougeard might ru- end up running into roxy and that group that would be interesting
0: what is rujard's path at this point do you think like uh... he he did his mission he returned the kids to the essentially destroyed area of eris's family who who by the way if you guys don't remember eris his entire family was blamed for the mana the mana disaster and yep. they were all executed which so is fucking crazy it
1: wasn't all of them it was only her grandfather
0: i thought there was like three names that were thrown out there so
1: there were but the only individual that was blamed for the mana disaster so is it mana or mana
0: okay uh <laughs> we, we should throw this out there um i was under the assumption of the japanese pr- pronunciation of mana Okay. But this anime says time and time again with a hard A mana. Okay. So let's just go with the English form. I'm at this point. I'm cool with mana.
1: Okay. So Soros, the grandfather, basically took the blame of the mana disaster mm-hmm. and got executed because of it. Right. Philip and Hilda were killed later on.
0: Do you have uh, relations or are you just so down? So Philip and
1: Hilda were mother and father of eris
0: oh okay yeah
1: so they were they were found dead by glean glane excuse me later on we know that because lane
0: found them dead she's not the one that killed them
1: no she found them dead okay just
0: just to make that straight
1: because the butler individual the one with the white stripe in his hair yes I, I didn't write down his um, name. Alphonse A L P H O N S E. Sure. He had mentioned that Philip and Hilda were dead. Yep. So we know Eris's entire family has been killed at this point, or not gotten killed, but is deceased at this point. That's a better way to say it. Okay. Because we we never get a, a clarification on how Philip and Hilda die. We just know that they're dead.
0: Yeah, because we got that one cut scene where grandfather was executed, like in yep. the room, and like we knew that way prior to Eris finding out.
1: Yeah, I think that was at the end of Season 1, Part 1.
0: Yeah, well, no, I think that was in the beginning of Part 2. Like, I'm pretty sure it was, like, Episode 13, 14. Like, it was... Okay. It was... Maybe I wrote down a, a note about that, but, like, I... Yeah, that was... In the very Relatively beginning. quick, yeah. We knew that wherever they were... He- not It's not like we didn't know where they were heading, but, like, we knew that where they were heading, it was going to be a, a, a worthless cause. Yep.
1: Yeah. and then the individual that the butler individual basically pseudo promised to was going to be that fat noble that was who he was talking about in case you didn't know who he was actually talking about a
0: fat noble so
1: you know uh doris remember how so the butler is talking about he is going to send eris to marry someone else marry someone else that was going to be doris's area okay and that was the you see him being all shady during the execution. Execution of her god or of her grandfather so you remember that the fat guy at the noble or at the at the kingdom during the execution ceremony
0: was this kind of in the early yeah, beginning part of the series so okay. yep. i guess it's been a minute
1: so the the fat guy is the individual that they're talking about so doris is who they were talking about is who that butler is talking about
0: okay so at this point i would hope to learn more about him in the next in this next season <sighs> you're probably not
1: because eris obviously isn't going to pursue it his kingdom so yeah. she wants to do her own thing slash sleep with rudy <laughs> <laughs>
0: she doesn't give a shit um real quick we're go too much further i'm out of a beer my sake is about on its last drop We're gonna go <laughs> get some more so let's take a quick break
1: and now that we're back from our beer run definitely those lighting googles are going down real smooth lance mm, there was something i know was kind of bugging you that we didn't talk about in our previous conversation and that was the opening credits
0: yeah when i left our studio last time when we were talking i wanted to make sure that we talked about how these opening credit scenes took place and now i'm going to just talk about it right now is uh, the way that this show introduces its opening credits with its you know you, you need your opening song and stuff like that but like this show a hundred percent shows how I want opening credits to show it's it's not gonna be something that gives away anything of the entire series it's gonna be just natural whatever
1: it's a continuation of the episode.
0: My God, I, I didn't know what it's like I like I'm totally on par with like don't even show an <laughs> opening credit scene. I mean obviously you need to give your the credits due. But at the same time any kind of future
1: no spoilers no nothing so like Bleach in the beginning like Bleach's openings Yu Yu Hakusho's openings or
0: even My Hero yep My Hero gave an opening where Deku was gonna like like when they're the training area and then he was battling with some guy and you you just assume that that dude was the bad guy which you assume but then you find out that he was just another student that was just brought in Yep. and it totally I misled you. That was cool. I mean, I, I was totally fine with being misled. Yep. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I don't want to have these expectations. So, Jobless Reincarnation did it absolutely perfect. Give your opening credits to just a smooth introduction into your surroundings, into the private lives. It doesn't even need to be private lives. It's just how things are working in your natural surroundings. And everything about the introduction was beautiful. Like, yeah. the animation was beautiful. Like, you just. You just appreciated everything. It was just a smooth transition into what the episode itself is going to be. And I think that should be a staple and something to look up to for other studios to just like learn from.
1: Yes, I will agree that the openings for this show are exactly what we needed openings to be. I will say ReZero's openings are on par and ending credits are on par. When it comes to ReZero, there are some episodes that are literally 29 minutes long. Like the entire episode is 29 minutes because they have their opening as part of the episode and their closing as part of the episode.
0: Oh, uh, I cannot put my finger on shows that have done that, but I, I have seen that in the past before. Part of me wants to say that that uh, stupid-ass Mars anime, but um, <laughs> oh shit, uh, apparently I don't have a for a second anyway um i know exactly what you're talking about
1: it's it's very few and far between when it comes to having your opening and closing credits go into and or is a better way to say it go into the show itself but it's just kind of go back to what we were talking about the opening credits are they did an outstanding job and the closing credits like even the closing i thought the artwork for the closing was really really good so um, uh, <laughs>
0: um i'm i'm the wrong person to talk about <laughs> This because I I watched like the what maybe two seconds worth of the closing credits. I did notice that they did change. Yep. Um. Not only that, but I did also notice that the opening credits from the first half to the second half also changed at like what episode fourteen? Yes. Something about oh wait, but yeah, I'm the wrong person to ask about credits itself. Yeah, because I skip over them as well. You you okay? So I'm not you're I'm not the <laughs> person.
1: I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, when it comes to the the skip. I have it down to a science. Yep. So it's. We're
0: on the same page. I mean, not to give any disrespect to the people who put their, all their efforts into our amazing anime and don't get us wrong. We totally, a hundred percent appreciate you. Technically we're on a time crunch. Yes. And we're trying to just get our content in. And...
1: Except for I did watch almost this entire season in one day. I watched like nine episodes in one day. Yeah.
0: Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> just, to, just to throw it out there. Yeah. Yeah. You tell me. And. And totally jealous of you.
1: I was sick and I took off of work, so it's I, I was doing nothing but laying around in sweatpants and a sweatshirt trying not to die.
0: Okay, well, okay. Well, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna be an advocate for what I'm about to say. It was I'm not afraid to say this on air. I got a vasectomy last week, and I was a hundred percent prepared to watch like this entire series <laughs> in in one day. And then I was gonna talk to Matt and like, you know what? Let's just I got all the time in the world, let's just pocket. This as soon as possible. Yep. But it turns out that my bitch ass doctor was like, yeah, you can go to work in like two days. It doesn't matter how physically active your job is. I don't care. Fuck him. Uh, my balls hurt. Uh, yeah. My, so my balls hurt after uh, I, I, I took I took three days to recover and I went back to a very physically active job and it felt like my balls were a little bit consistently because I am constantly squatting
1: <laughs> I will say There was no way I was doing anything Up until probably Wednesday Like I couldn't talk I, it's It was very difficult for me to say anything. So I would not have been able to have a conversation up until probably a couple days ago.
0: Okay. So I guess that worked out. It did. It so it 100% worked out. You were just sick and now you're 100% better. And here we are today and everything worked out the way that it could.
1: Good when plans go as they should, right?
0: Yep. That's the original plan. Um, I have a couple like LOL moments that I would like to throw out there. All right. By chance. I think I have three of them written down.
1: Okay, let's hear. Him.
0: Okay, so in episode thirteen, in the very beginning, I I wrote down if you die of seasickness, I will make fun of you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. That point that makes fun of the fact that Rudius and Eris are constantly thrown up on any kind of sea voyager. Yep, I I thought that was always funny. Okay, and so
1: that that one was hilarious. Yep. that
0: that was that was pretty funny. Episode eighteen, I wrote quote visit at least every twenty years. <laughs> um, that was that was to point at Roxy revisiting her family. Yep, which we haven't really touched on too much, but Roxy finally visits her family after obviously like 20 years and it was very awkward to begin with and we all know that Roxy is the one that can't have the ability to telepathically communicate with the rest of her clan which is sad which is why Roxy left the the, the haha moment was when mom told Roxy at least visit every 20 years and we'll be happy <laughs> which is fucking insane cuz 20 years is an insane amount of time and then the next one is episode 21 when Eris and Rudy Ruzard are sparring together, and Eris is going super hardcore, and she's pretty much on par with Ruzard at this point. I mean, I don't know if you want to say it's on par, but like she's putting up her own defense. And Ruzard eventually gives Eris the title of a warrior, and Eris is just ecstatic. She's super excited, and she's like, Rudy, I'm so excited. Pinch me. Let me know this isn't a dream. <laughs> and then Rudy pinches her, but he pinches her in the nipple. <laughs> <laughs> like despite all of the uh the hentai the the dirtiness of this show I had a good fucking laugh about that. <laughs> that
1: that was hilarious. That, that was... When I saw that the first time, I was like, oh man, that's...
0: <laughs> that, yeah, that is most definitely my, my most favorite ha-ha moment. Oh man. You got any, Matt?
1: So, the... I'm
0: drinking all of your sake, by the, <laughs> by the way.
1: Besides those, the other hilarious one is when Eris essentially... The final thing Eris does to seduce Rudy I thought was hilarious. When she's like I'm oh, a kitty I know, like, meow. Oh, I wrote that. Yeah, uh, yep. yep. Uh, if you can, if you can write it down, because in the I manga did. it's slightly different. Okay.
0: I, in episode 22, I want to be your little kitty, meow. Yes, and and then that, that's what sent Rudy fucking off the cliff. He's like, okay, boner at maximum. <laughs> We're going.
1: Yes, and I thought it was hilarious only in the context that it was like, all right, that's what sets Rudy off.
0: <laughs> the furries. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he was finally getting some, so
0: Oh oh he totally May the world know. <laughs> he got out of that little tent. like, today is a happy day. And he turns around and finds out that his happy day left him yesterday.
1: He was tired and he didn't know why. <laughs> but in the manga, she says, I want to be your little kitten all night long.
0: Oh, there's that little bit of a difference? Yeah. I'm glad you said that now versus like in 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so that there's this good comparison. Yeah, the, the
1: reference would have been a little weird later. Yeah. So it, it was I find that I found it more funny in the anime just because you got the reference and then you saw it right away. Yep. It was a little more serious. I le- Let me rephrase that. I took it a little more serious in the manga, but I take everything a little more serious in the manga than in, than what it would be in the anime. Ooh,
0: what's, what's fun about that is my initial reaction would be, yeah, because that's the original source. Yep. But I know that this actual original source was a 2012, uh, online novel.
1: Yeah, web, a web novel and then into a light novel. So it it might be completely different different might be the same unfortunately i will probably never know because it's not going to be one of those that I, I read the light novel for
0: yeah it's insanely time consuming yes not to say that it's not going to be bad or anything but like that's just not our vibe. it's unlike
1: no game no life for instance right where we will we'll probably get a conclusion i don't need to read the light novel to know the conclusion
0: as fun as it would be that's not what this podcast is about yes yes this exactly. is about anime
1: so just the a lot more serious moments in part two than part one. Yep. Which I'm okay with. You need those ebb and flows in this series, at least to be a top tier series. You need ebb and flow. Mm -hmm. I'm perfectly fine with watching rom-com kind of stuff where it's all punchlines and jokes and a little bit of seriousness, but to be top tier type stuff you need everything.
0: Yeah. You need the suspense. You need the suspected growth. You need to know that someone is going to grow well beyond what they are Already are compatible with.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's. I would say this is like I had mentioned in part one. I 100% see why this was considered anime of the year.
0: Oh, definitely.
1: It's got pretty much everything you're looking for. Yes, some of the perviness you can do without, but it it doesn't deter it. It's not often Mm -hmm. enough that it deters the the anime. So I am perfectly fine with the way it is.
0: Yeah, and unfortunately, I would give this anime this anime pretty much deserves a 10 out of 10. The only reason I wouldn't give it is because of his perviness. Like, yep. we need to learn to push away from it. Like, Ru- Rudy, is he's become mature to, like, understand how to keep his barriers. But at the same time, he's still fucking he's, pervert. Like,
1: he's still going to be the same guy that makes the uh, Roxy figure.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it depends on where you are with... <laughs> essentially the japanese culture with anime i don't know i don't even know how to defend it but Mm -hmm. like i mean we don't do these kind of ratings on our show but like i want to give this a 9 out of 10 9 out of 10 because the show is absolutely amazing i would give it a 10 out of 10 minus the perversion yep the perversion don't get me wrong eventually after you become numb to it which is very very strange to say (laughs) don't get me wrong and i'm sure everybody agrees once you become numb to it we're all anime watchers after you get used to it it becomes comedy yeah and then after it becomes comedy then you can grow on it and that's fine and because of that i'm just gonna give it a nine out of ten
1: yep i can i can agree with that it, it was very good and it's had me hooked since probably the first couple episodes yeah. i want to know what's going on for season two i'm interested and devoted to seeing what happens to these characters exactly speaking of characters that we we had kind of mentioned that i really want to know a lot more about is orsted Ooh. we, we yes. did we did we did we did bring him up earlier. but we just kind of mentioned how we had ran into him and haven't really talked to him. Yeah, like talked too much him about him. him.
0: Yeah, exactly. Orsted is the the dragon god. Yep. Class, because there's what like what seven classes.
1: Yes, there's and he's
0: he just below what the technique god. There it is, the technique god. Yes, so, so we don't
1: we don't know anything about him right now.
0: Right. So can, at this moment, I am expecting that there's a hierarchy that the technique. God is kind of like the avatar of all, everybody. Like, he, that's, I mean, I'm just going to waffle with him. I'm just going to assume that this technique God knows a little bit. Scratch that. He's going to know everything about every technique, and he's just going to be the best of the best. And, okay. then, and then, I mean, everybody thinks that dragons are fucking powerful, so personally, I would assume that dragons are powerful. I don't remember the next couple tiers. I, I didn't take the time to write it down, because They they, they went through that. They
1: went through all of them. They didn't mention it. Yeah,
0: there was that stone.
1: Yes. Um, So the seven gods are the Technique God, Dragon God, Fighting God, Demon God, Death God, Sword God, and North God.
0: There's a Fighting God above the Death God?
1: Uh, I did not write them down in numerical order. I don't know. I just wrote them. I just have them written down. Oh. So I don't know how
0: the strength priority goes? Yes. Okay.
1: But one thing that they do talk about is that the Orsted, the dragon god, is technically stronger than the technique god. That if you what? Will, yeah, they they mention that the...
0: Okay, so this number system doesn't mean shit.
1: I think it does, but it doesn't at the same time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's just something we're gonna to have to learn. Yes. Okay, okay, okay. Shit.
1: It'll be very interesting to find out more about this information. They do talk about how they don't really know where any of them are. Right. Minus, yeah. Location was. Yeah. Even Orsted, they talk about how they don't. Nobody's ever really ran into him
0: because he's a cursed child.
1: Yeah, he's a cursed child. He's a
0: cursed child. So man, God has no idea how to like envision anything.
1: Yes, Hidigami mentions that he. Has, he can't track him or do anything so he has no idea what's going on with Orsted so that would be interesting to see if we find out any information about any of the other gods or not the only thing is, is that we know the fight with the demons kills three of them. I don't even know if they go into what three died, which three died.
0: No, as far as the anime is concerned, they don't know who is alive or who is dead.
1: So I think the demon god is sealed. So they talk about sealing Laplace in the first part of the season. So remember that tower, they talk about how they seal up, it takes all the demon god, or it takes all the gods to seal seal up the demon god and three of them die in the process or might be four of them
0: personally no but i guess this is a deep dive that you've relinquished on your your manga visits
1: maybe maybe I, i don't remember exactly it's been a minute since i've watched season one but they do talk about how during the fight with laplace who is the demon god
0: laplace is the demon god laplace is the demon god okay so we have an official name for the demon god okay
1: the which they don't talk About in the anime that is from the manga.
0: I mean, they've made mention of the Uh, name Laplace. Laplace. Yeah. Okay, so. But I don't remember them officially titling him as the demon god or or anything of the sorts yes
1: so he is the demon god he is the one that convinces the demons to fight alongside him in order to basically allow the demons to be considered the same class as humans okay while that happens it takes i want to say it's four of the gods four of the other gods are fighting laplace to try and essentially seal him up and lance has now killed the second bottle of sake
0: Yep, I have consumed one and one, a half bottles. I've consumed 1.75 of the bottles that I have <laughs> offered today. Yeah, I, I have a lot of sake in It's very good.
1: To continue on with the story, the. <sighs> Four gods, excuse me, of the four gods, three of them die in the process to...
0: Wait, is there a total of seven, or is there seven techniques? There's seven 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 gods. gods. Okay, okay,
1: okay. So remember, there's the seven crests on that stone... So there are seven gods. Okay. And are th- four at the moment. Three of them die trying to seal Laplace. And then there's the one that is in that floating tower. Floating castle. Yep. That is the he's the one god that survived trying to seal up Laplace.
0: Okay. But we don't know which class. No, they don't he's talk part about. Of? I don't
1: even remember his name.
0: No, I just remember a floating thing.
1: Yes. The floating castle. To go back to Orsted, It'll be interesting to see if we find out more about him. Him, especially in season two because he was the one that obviously killed and revived rudy and his group and because they believed that there was something interesting when it came to rudy at least that's what i took that's what i inferred from their conversation that they had
0: i mean because there was an unknowingness between what he automatically assumed like there was a blank space are you talking about orsted I, yes I assume yeah know. orsted orsted. Yeah. orsted so orsted knew exactly who everybody was except Rudy. He's like, I don't know who the fuck you are. Who are you?
1: Paul shouldn't have a son. Or Paul exactly. doesn't have a son.
0: Exactly. Paul doesn't have a son, which I would assume was in this timeline. Yeah. That's, that's just what I took from it because I, I just wanted to like jump ahead. And yeah, so this is not the order that the order of events are supposed to be taken.
1: Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if he starts playing a bigger role and to almost helping Eric. and or rudy becoming what he wants them to become
0: yeah oh okay okay at the same time why would orsted know this yeah that's interesting i mean really all we know is a curse it could
1: be we we know what we've seen him for maybe 10 minutes of screen time
0: not even but yeah, yeah.
1: So it, it'll be interesting.
0: We don't know what his curses are.
1: Minus the fact that he cannot be seen by the gods.
0: By the man god, at least. Yes.
1: And that'll be... I'm curious slash interested to know what's going to happen with him. Yep. If we even see him in season two. I think we're going to.
0: Oh, I'd be disappointed if he wasn't. At least at the second half. Because he sounds like he's going to be the badass motherfucker at the end.
1: What I think they were talking about... Uh, Rougred had mentioned that if he wanted to, he could destroy the whole world. The, Orsted. The dragon God. Yeah. Orsted? Orsted could destroy the whole world if he really wanted to, something along those lines. Fuck.
0: I don't remember that. I think it
1: was just like a one-line sentence.
0: Well, obviously he's powerful. Yeah.
1: Yep. Well, I mean, look at he took out Rougird barely trying. Exactly. So that'll be it'd be crazy to see. And I like I said, I hope we get to see see more of him. So one thing that I wanted to talk about was the way in which they introduce characters' backstories. So you get Roxy's backstory by her homeworld, which first you get Rudy going there and then Roxy going there and you get Galeen's backstory by Rudy getting imprisoned by the beast people. And then you get her backstory through her family talking about who she was prior to meeting her, but prior to our main characters meeting her. So I thought that was a really interesting and creative way to introduce these backstories stories without having like flashbacks with these people you didn't think that deep <laughs> uh no i didn't
0: think that deep i was totally on board with you until you started talking about i think the last thing you say was Gasol- galane. galane yeah galane? So, Boy, so, like, so the
1: we got these super interesting people because we have roxy and we have galane that we're like all right so we know you're not from this area it's like how did you get to this area and roxy whom we finally got to see her going back to her her family she left because because she, she just felt
0: like an outcast yeah what well, she she didn't have the telepathy ability
1: that's what it was yeah she couldn't she couldn't speak via telepathy with her for people essentially so she felt like an outcast yeah. and hated hated you could say she hated herself for it I kind of feel like that's
0: yeah I mean that's that's fair enough I mean she didn't she she's born into this clan and she didn't have this ability that everybody should have the ability for and then she was just the outcast so yeah she felt like she didn't belong so she ran away
1: and then they also had one of your favorite lines which was the 20 years one yeah. you you had mentioned that earlier how oh the, the mom. Talks about hopefully I can see you in 20 years again.
0: Yeah. Because these fucking people can live for like hundreds of years. Yep. I hope to see you every 20 years or so. It'd be (laughs) nice. It'd be... It's like saying stop by every other week (laughs) in our lifetime. But like, no, it's every 20s for them. Fuck that.
1: And then you also had the, the funny moment where Roxy's father gets... Like the light bulb goes off because do you think Roxy has feelings for Rudy? Yeah. Okay.
0: I do. I do.
1: And then obviously her uh, Roxy's mother believes she also has feelings for Roxy, has feelings for Rudy. And then she talks about how, well, hopefully next time you can come back with Rudy. And then the father's like, no, no, you can never
0: come back again. (laughs) They won't make babies. I I refer, yeah.
1: It, it was just one of those funny, like, oh, fuck, that's who he was to her. Okay, no, <laughs> he is not allowed over here again.
0: Little does he know he's making perverted statues of her on the <laughs> side. Just the one. Just, was, just, the, just just the one.
1: Just the one with the mole that got removed.
0: Mm. Speaking of statues, yep. I think it's a super cool concept that every time Ruger does something cool or good, let's put emphasis on good, yep. that they give out a statue so that they remember that A, a superb. That a super did something good for yep. humanity. And obviously that's what's going to cancel out the super's curse. So, yep. it, it, I mean, we will see that in the future, obviously. Because because we'll see that the superds are obviously going to become, I don't know, Equal class.
1: Oh, that's what th- excuse me, that so now you reminded me. That's what Rougeard's goal was. That's what he had sought out to do was f- to find the rest of the superbs.
0: You want to find? Yes, the rest he, he
1: went to go search for the rest of the superbs. That was his mission when he left. Thank oh, you for reminding me about that. Oh
0: shit, you're welcome because <laughs> Um I thought his base course was to just make the superb class just uh Well he yes Hey where your friendly neighborhood Superb were nothing to be fearful of
1: yes that was one of his goals but his main goal was to go find the rest of the superherds i also have a question do you think he just walked around with a backpack full of figures once he left rudy yeah no ruizured ruizured yeah do you think mm. he's just walking around with a oh. I,
0: I would like to <laughs> hope that he had at least i don't know five at least oh i
1: was gonna say like a hundred but 100? okay that's a that's a big ass backpack i mean it was a big ass backpack so
0: you would hope that. But okay, we did we did describe in the beginning of this episode that we were talking about the OVA. Yes. And in the OVA, Eris was fighting and when she was fighting, she was asked who she was. Yeah. And she was she described herself as
1: she described herself as a super to the princess person. Is that what she was?
0: Yeah, something something like that. Yeah,
1: she was I wanna say she was the princess.
0: Yeah. And so I wanna say like
1: the red-haired Superd.
0: All I want to say is that spreading the word of the Superd's good deeds could be as easy as even a random-ass child, whatever. Yeah. That's all you have to do is just, like, say, I'm a Superd, and then, burp, and just fucking skirt out of the way. Yep. That's all that matters.
1: I will, so, just because we we are on the OVA, because I didn't have a whole lot to talk about, watched it. I was like, oh, okay, cool. That's, you get to see 20 minutes of heiress, and that's really all I took, about it, took from it. Because it's an OVA. It's kind of extra stuff. We're probably never going to see that kid again.
0: Mm. By the way, how much you, but we're, we're in April. Yep. I, don't, I don't know where this time frame is going to be in for everybody listening, but it was in Japanese. Yes, it was. It you was watched Japanese yourself? Yeah, of course. Okay, so we both watched this in Japanese. Sorry, go
1: on. Yeah, it, it was, the only cool thing was to see the the voice actors for the individual characters in uh, Japanese, because we obviously watch everything dubbed, to begin with, for the most part.
0: Yeah, we like to make sure... Sure, everyone has an option. Yep. To watch what we're talking about. Exactly.
1: So for the most part, minus a few shows here and there, I have no idea who the voice actors are in the subbed Japanese version. So it, it was interesting to just to kind of get a glimpse at who those individuals were. But as far as the OVA, I really didn't get a whole lot out of it. Out of it did you? I mean, like, I
0: it was a it was a fun OVA. I mean, they totally did fill in that arc between uh, it was that yeah. getting his ass beat in with his. His dad and uh, Eris showing up after she slayed obviously a couple goblins. Yeah, so
1: that one day it wasn't bad. Uh, more jobless reincarnation content, so I was happy with it. But as far as the story itself, it was fine. There was the the like the title as compared to what the actual concept of the story was made no sense.
0: Um, I'm, I, I would like to say 99 percent of it made no sense. <laughs> but what if that motherfucker? Cliff. Yep. Cliff was that man boy. Yep. Cliff was the one that had that army attacking that defenseless... The princess. Yeah. Yeah. The the, the defenseless woman. He he was trying to get... Essentially,
1: he was a part of the church, and the church is trying to throw over the matriarchy, I'm going to assume. Basically, the, the queen. Yeah. Trying to take over the queen. And so, in order to do that, unfortunately, you have to kill the princess. So, I think that's what it was, but he was basically trying to show off how powerful already fully was when in all actuality we're like yep Rudy's like a hundred times better than you are you're nothing I
0: mean but Rudy wasn't part of that Look, yes exactly er- Eris was and as soon as Eris was slain, everybody that that last soldier was like Lord Cliff I'm so sorry or so, along those sorts like we found out at the end that those same soldiers that got slain were the same exact soldiers that were posed to be the bad guys yep even though in
1: this context we can take come as the bad guys but yeah exactly
0: according yeah. to cliff it, it could be maybe it could be a toss-up because we don't even know yeah like yeah sure eris went out there to slay some goblins and then she said fuck it to these base ass soldiers they don't know shit
1: <laughs> i mean that was one cool thing is you got to see badass eris again yeah i guess if you wanted to throw something throw some positive spins out there right so yeah
0: i mean i don't it, it was an ova yep exactly it was fun i don't I don't know if it has anything to do with Season 2. Nope. Because obviously we don't know anything about it. It wouldn't
1: make sense to be a part of Season 2 because it's between the two conversations Rudy has with Paul. So that's kind of far beyond or far behind where we've gotten to up to the end of Season 1. Yeah. So. It's a
0: stretch. Plus it's an OVA. Yep. Which means an OVA typically means nothing to the original series. Yep. Exactly. So it's just for fun. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. Aerith is just slaying Goblin and that's it. But
1: to get back to part 2 of season 1, I had mentioned the backstories and it was just it was great to see a different way on how they introduce backstories. That's probably going to be my favorite part as far as what season 2 or excuse me season 1 is concerned. I will be interested to find out if they do that again with more backstory type stuff. So, do you have anything else you want to talk about?
0: As far as this season goes, I'm gonna just I'm gonna see you here. I'm I'm, I'm just so excited to hear what the fuck is going to happen next.
1: Yes. Uh, and as of now, season two has been announced. The release date has not been announced. But season two, a true season two, has been officially announced. So that'll be great to see. So. All right. I'm on board with that. Um. Yeah. If you have nothing else, I guess we will go into the manga mentions.
0: Yep. Let's we'll see how manga mentions. NANI? Ah! guy
1: all right so in case anybody wants to follow along with the manga season two i guess you could technically say that since this is we are covering all of season one season one ends on chapter 51 it is pretty on par with a lot of other animes where it's in the 40 to 50 ish chapter range when it comes to a 12 to 24 chapter manga so i'm glad they have kept true to that to go back to part of the conversation with Sylphie I did get a little bit of a spoiler when it comes to season 2 it is about two chapters so chapters 38 to 40 you get a slight glimpse of what potentially could happen in the beginning of season 2 and Lance unfortunately to ruin your hopes and dreams again Sylphie is not pissed off at anybody ah
0: Man,
1: (laughs) I just, I tried. I love to kill your, uh, kill your vibes when it comes to future endeavors.
0: It was a, it was a decent shot. Go on.
1: What I will say is it's a nice little blip. It does explain what happens to Sylphie after the mana disaster. But other than that, I'm not going to go into it just because I don't want to spoil what happens in season two. It's, there's not a whole lot. Just know that Sylphie is obviously still alive and it's a, nice little i would probably say episode or two is is what'll be for season two they may make it into two episodes so it, it won't be a lot a whole lot of context but there'll be there'll be something there so it'll be nice to go into some of the differences between the anime and the manga when rudy goes and saves all those beast children in the dungeon there are no dead children so all the the six beast children are all alive when he goes and saves them so that's something that's kind of nice. Um, Uh, They go into, I'm trying to remember. So do they talk about essentially the purpose of the holy beast dog? Do they really talk about that dog at all? Like what's his, what his role is? Purpose? Yeah.
0: Oh, the purpose.
1: So in the manga, they, they explain that when he grows up, like completely grows, grows up, he will venture off with a hero and with his power, him and the hero that he ventures off with, will help save the world. So we may see that that um, beast dog again in the future because that attraction, we'll put it that way, the attraction that the dog and Rudy show each other yeah, might be the context in which he has essentially marked Rudy to be his hero.
0: Yeah, and, and that's kind of one thing I, I kind of wanted to bring up in the past was like there was an attraction between, like Rudy was being a, a human, being a super normal human, be like, oh my god, I love this dog. It's yep. so fluffy. Like to us humans, it's so normal. But at the same time, this beast dog was getting horny off of it, and maybe getting
1: Rudy in trouble. <laughs> getting Rudy
0: in trouble, and maybe maybe we're seeing a different angle that like this fucking dog is getting his jollies <laughs> close, close to not not official, but like it's getting fucking weird. Like I said, and, he might be
1: that- marking his territory. Right. In quotations.
0: And, right. and um, I mean, they, they see said it. They said it, but they didn't say it. It was part of my notes, and like, shit was getting weird.
1: To continue on, when Rudy casts all that rain to help save the Beast Village, he doesn't have a staff. He, yeah. does it, he does it without a staff.
0: In the Beast Village? Yeah. In the Beast Village. Yeah.
1: That was one thing that I... Th- he, he didn't have the shit. I thought it was kind of weird that it was like, wait, so he went from being in prison to having a staff? That's a little weird. But he didn't. He didn't actually have it. Um... Something else that's, that happens is Geese was the one that produced is the final blow to Gallus, the smuggler guy. What happens is essentially Rudy and Gallus are fighting each other, and Rudy distracts Gallus enough to allow for Geese to sneak up behind him and basically knock him unconscious with a large rock. After that, you see that Gallus actually gets brought over to the authorities, because as you know, he is a smuggler of of children, so got to make sure all those bet all those people get locked behind bars. You do see Rudy confess his feelings for Eris, and he mentions that she is dear to him, which is the most affection that you have seen Rudy display towards anybody. So it'll be interesting to see what happens later on. But as we know, Rudy and Eris do end up sleeping together. So Doris, that fat individual that you see during Eris's grandfather execution is labeled senior minister so he is a individual from the church doesn't make him less pervy and manipulative but it'll be interesting to see if we find out any more information about him when Rudy and Paul meet for the first time it is actually in the guild just Rudy excuse me Paul is in the guild and I don't remember exactly what happens but Paul and his group are in the guild and have a scuffle with rudy and essentially the same surprise happens rudy meets paul at the guild so basically paul is super drunk and kind of belligerent and rudy talks tries to stop paul being belligerent he doesn't really know doesn't really notice who paul is at this moment in time they have a little bit of a scuffle and then rudy and paul are like oh shit, paul oh shit that's rudy so that's what happens in the first meeting one thing you find out is geese teaches zenith how to cook and in her attempt to have paul fall in love with her because eris asks geese to teach her how to cook for rudy and then geese goes into this backstory how he taught his essential sister who is zenith how to cook and says he'll never do that again because Zenith and Paul fall in love with each other and after they fall in love with each other they leave the guild and once they leave the guild the guild disbands so that's what happens to the Black Fang group is that Paul and Zenith fall in love with each other leave the guild or excuse me leave the group and the rest of the group disbands from there
0: is it fair to say that they left because they learned how to cook together
1: uh not cook together but Zenith learned how to cook for Paul and they just fell in love with each other okay So, uh, Paul meets Rudy at the inn that Rudy is staying at, not at the guild. Just kind of a little... It shows the effort in which Paul is making to make amends with Rudy. Uh, When Roxy travels to McGird, which is her homeland, she actually travels with all of her party, not by herself. Okay. Doesn't really... It changes absolutely nothing. It's just context.
0: Is there still that emotional... Yes, Asa?
1: Yep, exactly. So Kisharika, Riku, and Roxy do a Captain Ginyu pose after they're super drunk. Captain Ginyu? Yep, Captain Ginyu. So they do like the weird like stance thing with each other.
0: So they go back to some... Um, so <laughs> they reach out to some Dragon Ball Z shit.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's just a little uh, Easter egg kind of thing. I found it hilarious. Uh, she also... Kisharika, Riku brings up the fact that she was saved by Rudy. Like actually says his name out loud to. Roxy. But she was
0: legitimately saved. Like without yep. him she'd be nothing. Yes. Okay.
1: So saving Aisha was slightly different. So they, you know how Rudy goes and sends a letter and then Aisha basically starts following Rudy. Then the guards start following Aisha. That, that doesn't really happen. Rudy sends off the letter. The letter gets sent to that one woman guard and then the plot kind of happens. Rudy does send a letter and Aisha is the one that brings the letter back to Rudy and Aisha gives. So you remember that box that Lilia had with the panties and the crest? So Aisha yep. brings that to Rudy on their first encounter with each other.
0: That's a couple episodes prior to what was what actually happened. Yes.
1: Yep. And also, there's a letter that is in there from Lilia, basically saying that to leave. Lilia at the castle and just take Aisha. Aisha goes with Rudy and Eris into the castle. Like she leads her leads them into the castle because she knows all the secret passages without getting caught by the guards. Rudy also knows at this point that Roxy is no longer at the castle. Then when they do get inside they get spotted and while Rudy flees he drops his figures which gets picked up by Pax's brother. So his brother finds these figures laying on the ground in the hallway.
0: Pax's brother, the one that's super obsessed, yeah, with, with the figure, the figures, okay, yep.
1: Right. And Pax and his guards, quote unquote, fight Rudy. They make a point. Rudy makes a point where it's like, hey, they're not really trying. Yeah. So Rudy and Eris are fighting Pax's guards while they allow for Aisha and Lilia to escape. Pax's brother basically does the same thing as in the anime, where he runs into Pax and convinces Pax to no longer attempt to keep fighting Rudy because of the figures. The guards let Rudy and them escape while Pax is distracted so when the fight with Orsted the gate that he uses is actually nullifying magic. That's what that gate does. It doesn't just suck in magic, it nullifies magic. Also, Rudy doesn't do that super awesome flame attack. Like that doesn't happen in the manga. It, It was super badass which is why Rudy you don't see Rudy trying to do that again all you see is Rudy trying to do the, the magic negate spell.
0: I guess I see that but like I totally don't blame the original manga not to be like yeah he's just blast a super powerful blast out of nowhere. Yeah because
1: at this point it's a little beyond what we know of Rudy having as far as power right. yes we he is a prodigy still a little beyond his ability so when Rudy dies you see him as as his reincarnated body. So his 15, 14 year old body. So you no longer see him again as his fat worthless body.
0: In the manga you see
1: him as his his reincarnated self.
0: As his boy self.
1: Yes. Versus being the original mm-hmm. self.
0: But in the anime.
1: In the anime you, see him, in you his, see him as his
0: fat self. Yep. Still trying to make right of any kind of wrong. Yep.
1: Exactly. That's weird. In, in the manga they have the whole conversation. Conversation with Hitagame versus in the anime or excuse me I have it backwards in the anime you see the whole conversation in the manga you see Rudy being dead you see his dead body and his as his reincarnated self and then he just keeps making mentions of what Hitagame had mentioned or had uh, spoken to him like what had happened in the anime so you just see it in the anime versus knowing about it in the manga um, so after Rudy's revival him and Eris Kiss because she gets all emotional thinking that he was dead, and then they have a moment and they kiss. Kind of a big moment because up to this point, you know that they have feelings for each other, but they've never actually expressed that those feelings towards each other. And Eris is the one that actually initiates the kiss with Rudy. He reciprocates, and then at the end, you see him sulking, but it doesn't happen over the course of a long period of time. Basically, he's like, I can't, I can't do this. I have to go find my mom and he gets up and leaves. Like it's not this whole super long drawn out process. No it's like I'm upset. I'm really upset but I can't just not do anything. I still need to go find my mom. So he gets up and goes. Oh well, that's um, a
0: big difference between one episode versus like one manga.
1: Yeah it, it was probably like four pages of him just kind of sulking and having this internal conflict with himself. Oh wow. So he, he just kind of he's, he's questioning the reason why Eris did this and then and he's like, I can question myself all I want, but I still have to go find Zenith. So he does. Right. He, he just leaves and goes and finds Zenith. And as I had mentioned, the end of season one ends on chapter 51.
0: Doesn't sound too bad. I mean, especially if we're talking about like a technical 23, 24 episode series.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty pretty on par. Uh, I've seen some where you get that much information in 12 episodes. And I've also seen it in 24 episodes. So it really just depends on... The the manga slash anime that you're reading right and
0: that's everything
1: you want me to close
0: it so that's pretty much the rest of this episode yep
1: i would agree um so yeah i'd agree that's everything i have everything you got lance yeah i'm, I'm pretty
0: tapped out i don't I really have anything else to add okay that's a that's a good manga moment it was good uh about
1: five pages worth of notes which is pretty on par so they, they like i seem to say on all these really good animes is that they they do very good job of sticking true to the manga Yeah. you know, and or maybe the light novel
0: yeah and we kind of tend to see that season two will pick up on some of that so yep we'll we'll see what happens
1: thank you everybody for listening to another episode of the anime lounge podcast please rate review and subscribe on all of our platforms and keep an eye out on all of our social media pages for any important information that we have